0: Hey, everybody. Before we get rolling, I just wanted to say thank you so much for, um, you know, listening to all these episodes, um, and it's amazing to see what the Lord's done with every single one of them in this year. Um, it's been absolutely amazing, and I also just wanted to give a huge shout-out to Baines Blanton and Daniel Holcomb for this amazing new intro you're about to hear, um, and for the foreseeable future, this is what it will be, unless we decide to change it again, you never know, and, um, I just want to have a quick thank you to Pastor Abby as well as um, Pastor Noah um, with this amazing episode we were able to put together, and um, I just thank you so much for listening, and uh, enjoy the episode.
1: excited to be yeah. here to do My this. name is Laura Foster. Guitar player extraordinaire, <laughs> slash uh, resident fun guy at Northside Downing Street. Oak Point. I'm actually Charlie's Bane's cousin, Bill Baker. Baines Blanton. Blanton, I'm a junior at Lowndes High I'm School. Peterson. I'm a student at Lowndes High School.
2: Good evening, everybody. If you can uh, grab a seat, we're so glad to have you tonight for a special night here at Northside. I want to welcome you if you're uh, watching with us online tonight. It looks a little bit different up here on stage because tonight we are doing a Young Minds podcast celebrating. One year that Charlie Banks has been doing Young Minds Podcast, and you've interviewed everybody, man. So uh, we're excited tonight, Charlie, to, uh, to do this live and to do it right here at Northside. So congratulations on one year.
0: Thank you so much, sir. I'm so glad to be here.
2: <laughs> All right. And I got Noah with us tonight, and he is our student's director and minister and so uh, just a couple things i'm going to go over right quick and we're going to get right into uh what you want to get done tonight charlie so uh just a couple of things i need to share with you about north side uh, don't forget the 11th is the traditions so ladies if you uh are hosting a table make sure uh, you got your tickets out and everything and you can still purchase tickets for the event on november the 15th is our annual thanksgiving night here at the church so that's a wednesday night november 15th we'll be having at six thirty in the family life center a thanksgiving meal together and it's all come and just uh, you don't have to bring anything but yourself all right Uh, Don't forget, November 12th is the Operation Christmas Child Shoebox, and it is uh, coming up in a couple Sundays, okay? And November 19th is our um, breakfast for new members. So if you're a new member or would like to be a new member, we have a special time for you. And if you'll let Landon know or call the office, we'll be glad to sign you up. And we'll be kicking off now the Lottie Moon Christmas offering coming up. So, our goal this year is $36,000 for the International Mission Board, which is wonderful. So, we're thankful for what all God is doing. And one thing we wanted to say tonight, Noah, and I know you're excited yes. because uh, we are getting closer to the student wing being done. Did you bring some pictures tonight? Yes. Look at here. Yeah, throw a slide up there. We might all be surprised. Look at there. It's getting there. It's good. All the students are sitting right here. And uh, it's starting to happen. Starting. We,
1: uh, from the student ministry, we are so thankful um, for for y'all investing in the next generation. I've shared this with some of the parents and students. My heart for student ministry is to train up the next generation of leaders. And I'm thankful for a church that um, is willing and excited Um, to invest in the next generation um, so that we can keep God's mission going inside the church, which is sharing the gospel and discipling everyone um, and bringing them closer to Christ.
2: Yeah, that youth room you have there in the center, that's bigger than a lot of churches I've (laughs) preached in, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you. I walked in there and went, wow, we've birthed another church. So uh, excited about what God's doing there. They put the cabinets in uh, today in the college coffee shop, Mm -hmm. so they're about through... They'll get the furniture in, and uh, then maybe we'll get the upstairs finished, and it'll be good. So, all right. Well, Mr. Charlie, you're going to lead us out here tonight on your Young Minds podcast. Do you know how many episodes you have done?
0: Uh, I've done about, I think, counting this one, I think around 54. Wow,
2: that's incredible. Mm -hmm.
0: Celebrated 50 episodes as well.
2: That's that's wonderful. So it's been one year. You've learned a lot, grown a lot, and now learned a lot from you two as well. (laughs) Learned a lot, a ton. Well, uh, we're going to turn the mic and the questions over to you tonight, you're going to take over now. Sounds great. uh, Yeah, you just uh, go ahead and take the lead, man.
0: Yes, sir. All right. For the first question, we have a bit of an icebreaker, you know, why not get this thing rolling? And if either of you could eat um, with one person, dead or alive, not Jesus, who would it be and why?
1: I'll go first. Um, So I've... Went through the question, thinking through it, and I was like, I turned to my quiet time, and I've been going through Exodus in my quiet time, and I'd have to choose Moses as someone I would like to go eat with. Um, he was the, the leader of the Old Testament you would look at, um, and so I would love to sit down and have a dinner with him and just ask him how it was to lead the Israelites going through the wilderness. Um, you go through and read that. This was a crazy time they went through, and they got to see God in some amazing ways. Um, and so I would just like to hear from Moses. What, what was that like?
2: Sounds great. Pastor Abby. Mine's not as spiritual. <laughs> 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 uh, if I had the opportunity, I would like to sit down and have a dinner with my dad mm. that he died when I was six. And I'd just like to know what it's like to be in heaven that long, you know, mm. and, uh, talk to him about that. Yeah. So. There's a lot of people I'd like to sit down with, but I just thought that'd be special.
0: I love that, Pastor Robbie. Um, so when I went through the questions and was trying to get questions for this episode, I was thinking, like, who should I, you know, maybe do it a different way? You know, actually, Josh actually gave me an idea a while back. He said, why don't you, um, you know, survey different students, different ministries, things yeah. like that, in different areas. And so um, the three areas that we're going to be hitting are LHS Kids, um, youth, our youth group, and then the NBC adults. And to start off, we're going to go with LHS Kids. And one, a few of the questions I ask were, the first one is, what keeps your faith when times get hard and when you start to have doubt?
2: Well, that's been a lot of times. That, That does happen to all of us. And I think the one thing that through all the years of serving the Lord that's been steady is that God never fails. He has been consistent. Faithful, he's someone I trust in. I lean into uh, Proverbs three, five, and six, and I just trust in the Lord. And I, sometimes I can't know everything that's happening, so I acknowledge Him, and and that's exactly what the verse talks about—the fact that uh, when I don't know exactly what's happening, I acknowledge God because He's in control and He has never failed me yet. And so, in tough times, I just got to trust that He knows what He's doing.
1: Oh. I I think um, in struggling when our like our faith gets difficult to hold on to, we're not the first ones that go through that. Um, I was reading through Psalm 77 here recently, and the psalmist there, he's going through the same feelings of just struggling to find God. But he says in verse 11 of Psalm 77, "I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. I will ponder all your work and meditate on your mighty deeds." Your way, O God, is holy. What God is great like our God? Mm -hmm. And so when our faith gets hard, I I want to follow biblical examples. And the biblical example is just remember the times that God has shown up and God has taken care of you. When you don't know where to hold on in your faith, remember back to when he did. Remember back to salvation, baptism, and moments like that.
0: I love it. So um, for the next question, how do you both perceive God? Go ahead,
1: Noah. Um, In in thinking through that question, Charlie, I, I was thinking through times I have tried to think about God and moments in my life where I try to come with my own idea or my own thoughts of who God should be to me rather than looking at the Bible and mm-hmm. who God is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the more I study the Bible, you know, you find that God is our Father, He's our Savior, um, He's King, He's Lord, all those things. But the more I find that I study the Bible, that God is so much more than I'll ever realize. Yes. He's a great God. Like, even the more I understand about Him, the realize I'm more, I will never fully understand Him because He's a great God. Yeah. What he said. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: I think I think a couple words that come to mind when I think of that. One, infinite. We, we heard that word Sunday. We cannot, we, we don't even begin to know how awesome our God is and how infinite our God is. And then second of all, the main word that I always think about when describing God, I think of, and I always go back to 1 John, God is a God of love. He is love. And it is his love that drew us. It is his love that... God came to this world because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Mm-hmm. And so the, one of the greatest words, I think, that describes God, because we say love and sometimes it doesn't carry out. But when God says love, he carried it to the max mm-hmm. that Jesus came to take our sin debt and God so loved the world. So yeah. that's the word I always use, love. 100%.
0: Um, so out of all the religions, why this one?
2: Well, I go back to what Adrian Rogers said. If I wasn't a Baptist, I'd be ashamed. (laughs) So, um, well, I, I I think about this, Charlie. Of all the religions in the world, Christianity is the only religion where the leader of Christianity is Jesus Christ. And he is the ultimate sacrifice. And Christ died for us. All other religions ask you to die for their leader. But our leader died for us that we may have eternal life. Yeah. Because we couldn't reach God, God came to us. Right. And so that separates us completely. And everything I read, everything I look at, Christ died for us. And it would be one thing if he just died. But the fact that there's an empty tomb means mm-hmm. God honored the fact in the resurrection, he is our Lord.
1: Yeah. I think through name another religion that has a creator and the king of the universe. He stepped down from his throne to die on a cross for our sins. There there's not another one. That's right. There's not another one. And even if you go try to find another one, it's not a true God. That's right. It's not a true Savior.
0: Yep. And um so when you went both in the ministry, did you have to sacrifice anything for your beliefs?
2: Just the things that I was doing wrong. Uh yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the only thing that I sacrificed was my flesh. Yeah, the the things that were, there's nothing God took away from me that was harmful in any way. It was for my good. Uh, I I think about the fact when I came to Christ, everything in my world changed. Uh, My friendships changed. My life changed. And what I thought was freedom was bondage. And now that I'm thought one time religion was bondage, I find it that Christ is freedom. Mm-hmm. And so it's exactly opposite. And, uh, you know, that's, that's why I think back to Galatians when uh, Paul writes, he says, uh, why have you went back to bondage mm-hmm. when Christ has so given give freedom to you? And I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't look at anything God took from me. I think of everything God gave into my life. So, uh.
1: <laughs> now what he said yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it is you, 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 when you come to Christ you, you sacrifice everything that was of the self everything that was of this physical body um, for a, a new life that's in Christ and, and you, know, you think through some of the things you might lose if you surrender your life to Christ yeah. you just kind of think through some of the things you might lose You know, some people struggle with that more than others um, but I can say on this side of that um, everything that I lost to Christ, which was just sin, I don't miss because of everything that I've gained gain. from Christ.
2: Yeah, and Philippians says, what things I count lost, I count but gain, that I may know Christ. Right. So.
0: And I think most of, us, most of us can say this. We've gained so much more than what we've lost, 100%. Yeah. And I can say that all these people sitting out here, a lot of you I know and I cherish you all so much. And that's one thing that I just, you know, I wouldn't know any of you if, if it wasn't for Christ, hmm. and that just That's makes right. me—I'm so glad. God brought you to be a whole
2: here. bunch of new relationships, right? A hundred percent, yes, sir.
0: Um, and now we're going to go on to some questions for the youth group. Um, and one of the questions I asked was, "How does a, uh, a Christian decide good boundaries with non-Christians to be a light for Christ without being pulled into the world?"
1: Yeah. Um, that one was a difficult one, um, just to think through. And mm-hmm. so, just looking at Scripture, um, I, I was looking at Proverbs twelve twenty six. It says, "Righteousness should choose his friends carefully, for the way of the wicked leads them astray." And then, even First Corinthians fifteen thirty three: "Bad company corrupts good morals." And that's a verse we hear often. Um, I, it, it is definitely a balance, and it's a hard line to follow. Um, keep Christ first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never put a person first, put Christ first. And if you keep Christ first, um, and even keeping him first, you're keeping the mission first, which is to share the gospel with your lost friends. Um, and, and knowing that is your mission, knowing that is your heart. When you keep Christ first and you're around your lost friends, it protects you, um, from possibly falling into a, a a bad friendship. Um, and it's not that it's wrong to have a friendship with non-Christians, um, I wouldn't say I have non Christians that are my close friends, though. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely my close friends that I hold on to are those that are solid in their faith.
2: Mm. You know, I love the question because it said, you know, how will a Christian be light to those? So here's a great part that Jesus gave us. In the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 13 through 16, he said, You are salt and you are light. He didn't say try to be. He said you are. So if you think about setting boundaries, where we should find our identity is in Christ. If I'm putting my identity in Christ, I am salt, I am light. So he's already put those boundaries for me because both salt and light influence and change whatever atmosphere it's in. And I believe if we got a hold of that in our lives and saw that the boundaries have been lifted by what Christ called us to be, we're actually influencing this world where in a lot of times the world is influencing us Mm -hmm. and it's influencing a young group that wants them to be more popular or more acceptable or more this or more that. You are salt and light. Mm -hmm. That never changes in your life. And so, if I'm going to set my boundaries and priorities, then my moral values and my priorities of of walking with God have already been established in the Lord. I need to find more of my identity in Christ. And then, he takes care of those things. And so, I, I would encourage, especially, I thought this was a great question coming from our youth group because they are... Uh, living in a world where they've got to be salt and light, and I think if you find your identity in that and be what God calls you to do, He will put those values in your life.
1: Yeah.
0: And I know this it may not relate, but um, when I was going through and getting some of the questions from the um, school kids, I was one thing that amazed me was. Um, just their engagement with me, you know, mm-hmm. and wanting to give me questions. And they were, you know, as you saw, just those few questions there. Um, in fact, you know, you know, we had to cut some because so we had, to, like, you know, for time. But we had so many good questions, um, and it just amazed me that it came from, you know, lost kids. But they want to know. You just have to start that, and you know, you have to plant that seed. And um, even now, they're still asking me questions, even after. I ask them for questions or still ask me questions, and do I know the answer to all of it? Yes, no, but I'm sure I, you do. But <laughs> <laughs> I, will, um, I will gladly do that research and find it for them, and it's just been amazing to plant those
2: seeds in our school. Well, questions call us to study and, and uh, know wh- wh- why we believe and what we're going to say in that. So it's, you know, I, I used to not like in, in my early days of ministry. People asking me questions. I wasn't sure I could know the answer when I realized God was using that to make me study Mm -hmm. so I would give a good defense for the hope that I have in me in Christ. And I learned through that time to take the challenge and the discipline of knowing. Those are great areas of growth in my life. So that wasn't even on here, Charlie. Good question.
0: (laughs) Well, hey, you know, it just came into my head. You know, that happens all the time. Good. (laughs) Yeah. So, when it, we can't, when it comes to our MBC adults, you know, I was, I was trying to think of another group to ask, and I just couldn't think of an old perfect um, area to ask. So some of the questions they ask were what do you think is the most challenging? Or I, I skipped one, sorry. Um, what has been the hardest thing you faced as a youth pastor? And that's under the NBC, uh student yeah. ministry.
1: Um, for myself, and I could say this even before as a pastor, but it, it intensified stepping into this role is just time management. Like like most of us in this room, we have a ton of responsibilities, but we also have a ton of things we just want to do. We have things we like to do, and we love to schedule those things and be a part as much as we can. I mean, you even hear, um, especially about this generation, like we're a part of more school programs and sports than some of the other previous generations. And it's not that any of those things are wrong, um, but for myself, I, I love to commit to a lot of things. I love being a part as much as I can in helping people and doing things, um, but I'm learning more and more um, to not let those things get in the way of my relationship mm. with Christ. Not let those things get in the way mm-hmm. of, of my quiet time and my prayer time. Um, and when I take my quiet time and my prayer time serious, um, God take cares of the rest. Um, I, don't, I don't have to worry about things. I don't have to worry about my time management as much as long as I know I'm following Christ's plan for my life.
2: The hardest thing I've ever done as a pastor is, uh, and this is not even, um, it, it, even today, uh, it, it still gets to me, Laura and I, one night had to go with a family who had had triplets and they got in trouble in the pregnancy and uh, ended up having to take the babies to Atlanta and we would go down there with them and they called us one night and said things had turned not good and um, one of the babies was in real trouble two of them lived both of them had some difficulties but the hardest thing I probably ever did was watch that dad hold that young baby and it die in its arms and know what to say and comfort. These are things you just don't get training in and nobody had prepared me for that. And I didn't know what to say. I I didn't know exactly what to do. And the only thing I could do was be there and just hug them and love them and, and go walk through them with the process of what was about to take place. And that was by far, I mean, it, it, it was tough. It was hard. And it's a lot of things you would never hear in a pastor's world. You would never hear from the day-to-day work. But it's things that you get a call in them in the night, and that's what happens. And uh, I love ministry. There's some parts of it I don't love. And those are the hard parts. And those are the hard times. And it's by far the hardest thing I probably ever had to do.
0: And when you talk about, um, you know, people not knowing the ins and outs of ministry, that was one thing that this summer provided for me to, you know, see what the ins and outs were, especially with you, Noah, and teaching me and everything. I'm still amazed at the stuff that goes on, you know. Like, I just, you know, you never think of it. Like, it's just there, or it's just done. But somebody has done that task, even if it's the smallest little <laughs> thing. And it just blows me away, like, all the stuff that you do here. Mm. So thank you both for what you do. Um But when it comes to NBC adults, um, one of the questions they ask is, what do you think is the most challenging thing that faces our youth today?
1: Um, I I believe that is just distractions. Um, We live in a world that is just full of distractions when it comes to school, when it comes to life at home, when it comes to technology. Mm. Uh, You look around anywhere you go, the greatest thing you'll find is a distraction and, and most of these things, the, the, the distractions, events, activities, they, they pull you from church. And then it's maybe not their main intention, but it is a result of it. They're pulling you from church. Um, they're pulling from Wednesday nights. They're pulling from Sundays. Um, and that's just the enemy working. And I don't say any of that to say that those events are wrong, nor should we be a part of it. Um, my only statement to this is what challenges our youth is, is, not, is distractions. Mm-hmm. Um, keep church first and then, and let me and let me say what what actually should come first keep Christ first yeah. and when you keep Christ first um that your bible um, prayer time that becomes first and also church will become a priority in your life when christ is first it's not this building it's not just the sunday hour of 9 mm-hmm. to 11 and Wednesdays 6 30 to 8 but it's keeping christ first and in keeping him first um, you'll find that distractions are removed from your life um, and that following him in these other areas um, it, it just comes a lot easier when <laughs> yeah. christ is first i i, I think
2: Youth have a lot of challenges in front of them. The, the media explosion has mm-hmm. changed everything. I was watching Sunday during when Carl was showing everybody how to get on the, the phone and do, man, the kids the youth were like <sighs> I just know I the adults we 're not even going to try that <laughs> we ain 't going there and uh, I, I think I think there's a lot of um, things you got to watch for in that um i think right now there's more information in the world than has ever been and young people really know how to get hold of that and you got to guard yourself in that you got to watch you parents could probably years ago watch your youth knowing my time and things they were doing now um with everything that they could put in their hand and read it can change their life dramatically and so I think you got to put some guards up there. And um, that's a different, I'm, I'm the most non-media savvy. <laughs> I, I'm, I mean, Noah has to come in and turn my computer on. So <laughs> I mean, I think there's good bad in that. But my wife will verify that if you don't believe me. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I am technically challenged where I find they're not. And that's good and bad. But I can't do some of those things, but some things are right in their hand. And so I think we've got to be careful.
0: And leading into um, the next question, what is the best advice you can give to a lost teenager in today's society?
2: Get saved. Amen. Yep. Repent. Trust Christ. Uh, I think one reason that God saves young people is to keep them out of the danger that's in front. Mm -hmm. If people really knew the value of a personal relationship with the Lord and what God can do in your life at a young age, God's got big plans for your life. And I don't want our students to discover that when they're 40. I want them to discover it now when they're being baptized uh, at a young age that God really does have a great plan for your life. And um, it's not that God shields us from this world. God calls us to be light in this world. He calls us to go witness in this world. But I think if we realize the purpose of God in our life at a young age, what a difference that can make from keeping us from bondage. And I just find right now there are so many things that um, young people have to battle. I I would I urge give your life to the Lord now. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't wait. Don't think there's a great life out there that I'm missing and what this world's doing. That's bondage, and it is something you'll regret later in your life. Serve the Lord now, man. He's got great plans for you, your future, your family, everything about it. And if you'll serve the Lord, I'm telling you, that's, that is just the best life.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, really consider Christ. For any lost student or lost adult, you're, you're, just, you're challenged by that statement. Will you truly consider Christ and what he offers he offers so much more than what this world does. The, the, the end result of following this world is death. And it's, it's not a good death. It's not just death here on this earth, but it's hell for eternity. That's right. But what Christ offers, and if you will just consider Christ, what Christ offers is eternal life. It's peace, it's hope, it's joy. It's everything more. If you'll just consider Christ. Yeah.
2: love
0: it. And um, so for the final question, how do you both avoid ministry burnout?
2: Surely you ain't burned out yet. <laughs> you just got uh, you started, man. What are you talking about?
1: Six months this is a long I- I time. Mean, come on. <laughs> Jeez.
2: <laughs> That's not a fair question. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, ministry burnout. Okay. So I've, I've been doing this pretty good while i found that you got to have real good, appropriate rest and um, I was guilty of this early in my ministry. I did not take appropriate time to get to, to just kind of recharge. And I've learned over the years. I've become um, better equipped and prepared for leading uh, Northside by taking some rest, so I could renew my mind and get rest in my body, so I can I could I could do a better job. Uh, early days I probably didn't do that well at all. No, there's no way. And I went, I was I actually felt guilty taking off like, you know, until I found out that God was looking for time of intimacy where he could kind of recharge my battery. I don't find burnout with, with God. You know, if you'll stay close to him and let him recharge your batteries and work in your life he will not let you burn out you know i i I would hope more and more we're burning burning up for jesus not burning out with jesus and uh, i I do believe you got to take some time away and get in the word and prayer and uh, just kind of renew your life in that and um you know he gives you plenty of being spirit filled is a great life it really is so you can't answer that
1: question. So. <laughs> no, I can't. But I was even just writing down, like I. You're I love taking it. notes off my answer. I am. Good. <laughs> I was just gonna read it back if that's okay. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> but uh, you said right there, the, again, at the end, it's not a break from God. It's, it's a break from the work side of it, and yes, just sir. time of rest. But it's not a break from God, and that, and, it, and that kind of goes along with what I wrote down. Um, I haven't been in ministry to experience burnout. I wouldn't even know what it was like, (laughs) but there have been moments like many of us in this room, we're just tired. Yeah. Life gets busy. You reach a point and you're just tired And, and what to do in those situations, um, I think, to another, another one of the psalms, um, how the psalmist is talking about how he was just tired and is just trying to seek God. And you see as he's going through the psalm, going through the psalm, there's like a switch that flips in his tone. And he begins to say, God, I'll just remember you. Mm-hmm. God, I'm yeah, just going to turn to you. God, you're you're a great God, yep. and you you always have been. And God, I know that I can always turn to you because I can remember the times of old when God has taken care of me. And so, in those moments, whenever I get to ministry burnout, it will be rest, but also it's not going to be a rest from God. Right? That's but right. It'll just be a rest. Um, i remember that work. time.
2: I spent a lot of time with my family during that. Uh, that's a great investment in my life is my family. I'll read books during that time. I guess this summer I read the book. I was reading a book on Titus, yeah. you know. Uh, and
0: there's written uh, golfing uh, involved, I'm sure. Definitely, <laughs> yeah. definitely. That's,
2: that's, a, that's a part of your life. Yes, yes. And uh, I'm trying to teach Noah that, and he ain't grasped onto it yet.
1: Um, We're getting closer to hitting the ball.
2: <laughs> Uh, but I, it's a good question because you don't have to be in ministry to burn out you know it happens in our pews every week and uh, I would encourage folks to really step back and, and recharge and read and pray and get close to the Lord and don't get away from the Lord man that's the biggest mistake people make is getting away from God so yeah well that's all the questions I have but well, that's, that's um, all the questions you have now we have some questions for you oh no what'd you do so let's talk about your ministry, Charlie. Okay. So let's tell us, it. tell us, don't what y'all want to know world? this stuff? Huh? See, look at there. So Charlie, tell us, how'd you get into Young Minds Podcast? How did that come to you? Well,
0: um, how it started was, you know, I used to, was on. I would do like short videos and stuff on um, social media and things like that, you know, and. Um, I thought it was fulfilling me, but it really wasn't um, that much. And I met somebody um, by the name of Cody Truitt, and he was starting this podcast. And then I was like, you know, this is pretty cool. I, you know, I like this how this is going. And then I jumped on the chance to be on his on his podcast, and I was happy to be the first person um, that was like, you know what? I, I was having the first person to ask. So I was the first person ever on his podcast. And um, let me tell you, I enjoyed that so much. Just like I mean, I do like to talk, so I guess that's why. But. <laughs> Um, you know, I enjoyed that so much that I could just, I was like, there's, I didn't know, I didn't know if there was a a podcast for youth anywhere, and I didn't know where I looked, there wasn't one. And so I was like, maybe God's trying to tell me to fill this gap, Mm. and that's exactly what I'm able to do with it, um, and it's been insane where God's been able to take it. I believe it's been, I think, if I've looked, the last time I looked, it was like 11 countries, um... And so many, you know, all these different people from Northside and other areas, I've loved talking to each and every single one of them. And um, I've been told that, you know, it's allowed people to get to know people in their church. I mean, I, and I know them better now, too. Yeah. But um, it's just been amazing. And I thank you so much for this opportunity as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, tell us, um, you know, you started the podcast. It's been a year. So kind of what is your future thoughts of what you want to do with it?
0: I mean, honest... I haven't gotten that far yet, That's but I'm going to be praying about it for sure. Um, I just, for now, I just want to keep going. Good. Because um, I, you know, I just love it. And I know there's so many more people that are in Northside and other areas that want to tell their story, but they just don't have an outlet. And that was my main thing. Like, you know, what if, what if people out there want to tell their story and want to get it out? They just don't know where to go and for a trusted source or somebody that will listen. And I just was like, you know what, let's do it. So, just,
2: so you were obedient to God. God told you to do this. You were obedient to the Lord and you followed him and you've watched God work through this year. Tell us some of the great things you've seen God do.
0: Mm. Well, for one thing, uh, like I said, you know, the friendships and everything, it has allowed, um, you know, me to go closer to people and, you know, just the interaction, like I said, um, with these questions, like I said earlier, with, you know, going to school and getting those questions, um, it's allowed me to, um, you know, engage more with students that aren't believers, and um, also just to, you know, it makes me happy too. Well, I mean, you know, do, I love doing this stuff, you know, and that's getting great. every, I mean, you know, you probably, I know you So you've God seen doesn't
2: me. call you to do something you don't want to do like that, right? He called you to do something you're loving.
0: Right. Damn, that's awesome. And I know you've seen me sneak in and out of here trying to do podcasts and moving in all, you know, and I thank you for letting me use Northside as a, <laughs> you know, even though I just kind of show up sometimes, but.
1: Um, so we're going to start charging our yeah. studio prices. <laughs> yeah, that free years over, man. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding.
0: Oh. It's been absolutely amazing, though.
2: Tell me, um, so you've had what you say tonight was fifty-four interviews, fifty-four podcasts. Uh,
0: fifty-four. I think maybe it might be a little over that. Fifty-six. Cause we've got a few past this episode already done. So
2: wow. Yeah. Okay.
0: And that's another thing too is consistency. I try to. I mean, I've been.
2: Yes, I you have. I don't you've know been how. Very consistent.
0: It's the Lord right there. It's like I've been able to release one every single week since November third of last year. I don't know how that. You know, that's God right there because. <laughs> There's been a few times where I was so scared. I was like, who's going to be next? Like, who am I going to get next? I was, you know, because um, I was, I, at first I was doing, um, you know, some solo ones, things like that. I just didn't, I just didn't enjoy those as much because I love getting the interaction and going back and do with somebody. And so, and, but the Lord's provided it somebody every single week. Um, and it's been amazing, like, how I've got it now is I work on, like, so, you know, this in November. So I might work, start working on December now, you know, and I'll keep on going.
2: And, and do you you do different questions based mm-hmm. on what somebody does right. and yeah. they're not every one of them has been ministry related oh. they've been different people in the church different youth or whatever and i bet you've met some interesting people and <laughs> heard some I interesting have. things haven't i have yeah tell us what was it
0: oh <laughs> Well, one thing that, you know, sticks out in my brain, for sure, and, you know, it's with Pastor Randy, you know, we had the special um, relationship boy. of, uh, you Oh, know, Brandy,
2: you're watching this. Yeah.
0: Um, special relationship of him, um, me being the first person he baptized here. All right. And um, I said that on his um, episode, and he, like, you know, in Randy fashion, like, I told him that, and he's like, what? No. Like, you oh, know, like, a real shot. Oh, it just cracked me up every time. Um, there's been a few <laughs> more times like that. It's just... It makes me laugh so much. Um, so, yeah.
2: What have you learned through this year in doing this that has changed you?
0: Um, one thing's for sure, like I said, the consistency. Like, if you want to keep at something, you got to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and also That's pray good. through it, um, definitely. And also don't stress. Um, you know, because there was a few times where I was stressing out, like I said.
2: And Man, he's way ahead of us. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> Let
1: me take that note. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was I, you know,
0: <laughs> So yeah, but that was a few things. You don't things, stress
1: though.
2: over it.
0: I don't stress over that. I stress, I stress over things, but okay, it's not that. All right,
2: okay, all right. That's good. That's good. That's good. Well, we're very proud of you, Charlie. Do you feel like that this is something that God has called you into ministry-wise? Yes, what, sir. What do you feel like God is uh, calling you to do?
0: hundred percent, I feel that way, and um, you know, and especially with what I've learned from you guys this summer, you know, I just love—I mean, helping in any way I can as well. Um, you know, mm. and also your willingness when I was up here helping, you know, just letting me go. Want to do a podcast? Come back, and I'm thank you for that. Um, but you know, I just love helping any way I can because I know that you know, there's always something to do up here, always. Um, whether it's just putting out papers from the Sherry, you know, in, on the seats up here, I'll be more. I'm more than happy to do it. But I definitely see myself continuing this. That's and,
2: awesome, Charlie. It really is. I mean, yeah. how, how long have you been saved now?
0: Uh, but, you know. Maybe a year and a half, maybe. Okay. Yeah.
2: So about halfway, uh, half a year after you were saved and baptized, you began interviewing people about the Lord. Yep. And now you're volunteering, you're working a lot at the church. What an incredible testimony mm-hmm. of God's grace and work in your life. And, you know, you could tell somebody here tonight, I mean, you just became available for what God wanted to do, and he took care of the rest, didn't he?
0: And you're 100% right. And one thing that is also on my way, too, is all the other things that I'm a part of, too. Um, you know, like nonprofit, Operation Patriotism, doing stuff with that. And it's growing a little bit more as well.
2: When do you have time to sleep, man? I, I, I
0: do, you know. Try, oh, I'm the time to oh, sleep. Okay, all like, right, that's, right, okay, That's not a problem. Right, okay. And uh, also, um, sure. you know, with um, a few of my podcaster guys, we're trying to do a production company called On Fire Productions. And that's to, you know, have content for, you know, because... Um, The main person that made it, Donovan Jones, he said, uh, he's like, you know, there's all this content out there, right? Well, you know, he's like, well, man, why isn't there something out there for, you know, good for kids to watch? When the guy was like, well, do it yourself if you don't like it. Do it yourself. And that's what he's doing. and He's brought us along for the ride.
1: Awesome.
0: And um, I'm really excited to see where that's going to go as well.
2: Well, Charlie, you're doing great. And we're Mm -hmm. proud of Charlie. Amen. Amen. Church. Amen. Very excited for what God's doing in your life. And uh, how many, uh, I know the camera can't get everybody, but how many of you have been interviewed by Charlie? Wow, look at that. About about a dozen. That is awesome. That is awesome. Wow. What was your favorite interview?
1: (laughs) Be careful (laughs) with that statement, Charlie. (laughs) Charlie.
2: My, well, me, you're, you're the man. All
1: right. Uh, yeah, there you go. Look, Don't call me no, second. No, Don't call <laughs> me listen, second.
0: Yours is my, favorite for, the, yours my second favorite for that one thing that I did at the end of it. Uh, yeah. Well, and I'm not going to make you do it tonight.
2: Cause <laughs> like, <laughs> well, we're, we're, we are. We're we are proud of you, Charlie. You've done great with the Young Minds podcast. You're reaching people. And uh, it's our honor tonight to have you up here on stage and knowing I to do this with you. And we just, we're just we praying for the best for, for, for you as you go forward. And here's my challenge to you, and I would just tell you tonight in front of all these folks, you just stay close to God. He'll take you right where he wants you to go. He's doing already in a year some great things in your life, man, and we're proud. of. Watching God grow you and how God's using you in ministry and your best days are in front of you, my friend. And so keep on keeping on. All right, don't you believe, Church, that God's got a great plan for His life and He's going to use you in a great way. So you want to say anything, Noah? You, you ain't burnt out or anything. No, I'm I'm not, I'm, you're I'm, good to go. And say good. something, right Okay, go ahead, man.
1: So I'll say thank you, Charlie. Um, I I, lo- I love our friendship and I love having you in my ministry. Um, It was a great summer to work with you, Um, but even the podcast, to listen to every single one of them, um, and even with them, like, it's it's Christ-focused, like, Mm -hmm. it's it's hearing people's testimony talk about their story with Christ. Um, and, and that goes a long way and I, I'm excited to see how Christ works in your life. Um, and, and even all of our students, um, I'm excited to see how Christ continues to work in our students' lives, mm-hmm. um, in moments like this yes. to become leaders in our church, to take, cap- to take the gospel further and in unique, in unique ways like this. Um, and then even through weekly ministry that we do so.
2: So, Charlie, thank you for interviewing us tonight, and we celebrate with you one year, man. Thank you hand. so
0: much. And you know, I just got to say this, Noah. You've been on this thing three times now. How does that feel?
1: Sounds like I'm the favorite. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I was, I was, I was, I was burnt out, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to have Noah fill in for me. So. Just thankful for Noah.
1: (laughs) Anything for you.
2: I know, yeah, I know, I know. Well, Charlie, uh, we look forward to years ahead, doing some more and and doing them in here and uh, letting people know about it. So uh, uh, if people want to know more about information on Young Minds Podcast, what do they need to know?
0: Uh, So if you have an Apple device, you go to Apple Podcasts. If you have... um, android anything like that go to spotify um and this one will actually be on youtube i'll probably try to link it and get the link out to everybody um but that's about it i'm trying to make merchandise and stuff that's trying that's coming people have asked for it they're like i want young minds merchandise I'm mm-hmm. like, okay well i'll get it to you somehow
2: awesome yeah. that's mm-hmm. great charlie that's great remember us when you come into your kingdom <laughs> <laughs> all right well we well, thank y'all for being with us tonight. You've not, you've not done this before in a live audience, I'm right? Not sure, I've not. How'd you like that? I loved it. Okay, <laughs> all, right. all right, Fantastic. Well, thank y'all for being with us tonight. It's wonderful to have all the students in here. Yes. Good job. Yes. And students, just want to challenge you to do great things for God. Uh, we will use you here as uh, the Lord calls you to do things. I think you see, we will get you up and uh We want to see God do something in this generation. So we're proud of you, proud of what God's doing in your life, Charlie, and look forward to even more episodes that you do and what (laughs) God's leading you in the future. All right, we'll pray for you. Uh, Before we do, um, before we pray for the ministry, just remember Sunday's coming and 9 and 10.30... There is a life group for you and an opportunity to serve here at Northside. we got a lot coming up in uh, the next two months as we close the year. Thanksgiving is a big time. And then we have a huge Christmas coming up here at Northside with our choir and uh, with the walk through Bethlehem this year. And so um, we are going to finish the year strong. So thankful for you Thankful for you, Charlie. Going to pray for you, and uh, we'll be done. Anything you want to say close it?
0: I just want to say thank you all so much for coming. It means the world, and um, I just can't wait to see what God does in the future.
2: Amen. We're excited. Well, let's pray together. Thank you for being here tonight. Lord, we are thankful, grateful for you, for your love for us. What you're doing in Charlie's life is amazing, and uh, we stand in awe, Father, that just a year and a half ago, he was born again. And now he is sharing the gospel through podcasts all over the world. And we're grateful tonight, Lord, in what you are doing. There is just really, there's no limit, God, to what you can do when we just put our heart before you and serve the true and living God. I want to pray for Charlie that, God, you'll use him in mighty ways. I pray his best days are in front of him. I pray you just keep him clean and pure and holy before you, Lord, and that, God, uh, you will just bring into his life uh, the people that, God, you're interviewing and doing. God, a work in their life to show this world the true love of God. Thank you for the investment Noah's making in him, Lord. And I'm so grateful for his parents being here tonight, friends being here tonight, and our youth being with us tonight, Lord. So, Father, would you continue to just pour out your spirit of love and just, uh, Father, your goodness and mercy and grace upon Charlie's life tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all. See you Sunday morning.
0: With another episode of the Young Minds Podcast coming to a close, I just want to remind you that you are never alone and faith is action. So let's get out there.